0: Colorado real estate agents and brokers, are you interested in producing at a higher level? Of course, you said yes. So, Colorado Brokers Association is the place to be. They offer free CE credits as well as high level networking happy hours. You're going to find the link to this great resource in today's show notes. Enjoy the podcast. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies, brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. It is great to have you. Today's listener questions. So I've got a few tips for you. And lately, I've been getting a lot of people asking me how they get involved in real estate. Now, a couple people asking me how they move from single family to multifamily. And then two or three people are talking to me about them being in their early 20s or they're just 18 years old and they're asking me, you know, how do I get started because of my age? So I'm going to answer, I'm going to give you about six or seven different tips. Just if you are new to real estate altogether, I'm going to give you six or seven tips. Now, if you're already involved in real estate, there's a lot of these that are going to help you as well. I will definitely cover the what if I'm only 24 years old uh, that I keep getting. And I will also answer how many years do I need to be in single family before I'm allowed to graduate to multifamily. So we'll get into all those questions here in just a moment. But right after these messages. Want daily interviews with real estate investors and none of the fluff? Go to bestevershow.com where Joe Fairless interviews daily real estate investors and entrepreneurs about their best advice ever. Go to bestevershow.com. Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. I've personally been to one of his meetups and Adam packed that house with over 80 investors at lunch and another 60 on the waiting list. Find out the exact six things he did to create one of the top meetups on the planet by texting the word meetup, to 555-888, text meetup to 555-888. Okay, guys, we are back, and I just want to start out with going into the ratings and reviews from iTunes, because we do keep getting more and more five-star ratings. want to say I appreciate that. I'll go through this one super fast. I'm eight episodes in so far, and I've been blown away by the high-profile guests and all the out-of-box strategies I've learned. I highly recommend this show to all investors. It's a new way of thinking. Thank you for sharing that. We really appreciate you taking the time to leave that review. If you want to have some swag, just take a screenshot of that review and email it to adam at realbluespruce.com. All right, let's get right into it. Do you have any tips to get started into real estate? Yes, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tips for you. Number one, don't quit your day job. I don't mean that to be rude in any way. What I am saying is there's no reason for you to completely quit your day job to go into real estate. Unless you're crazy like me, I did do that. What I would suggest is that you find a way to do both for a little while until you're starting to cover your expenses with the real estate. I believe that's the safest transition. Again, this is not what I did. I just went ahead and I I totally quit. I made one fix and flip and I I told my boss, basically, I'm done, I'm out of here. So number one, don't quit your day job. Number two, find your niche, okay? So if you're getting into real estate, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are gonna follow and chase those shiny objects. They're gonna say squirrel or see a squirrel, turn around and get distracted from what they're involved in right now. Don't leave your bone that you're burying to start chasing squirrels. Just find your niche and stick to it, all right? Next one is begin with the end in mind, okay? What I have here to explain uh, is, is basically that where do you wanna be? What's your end goal, okay? So if you wanna fix and flip, I'm all for it. I want you to fix and flip. If you wanna fix and flip with none of your own money, none of your own credit, great. I've got a lot of strategies to help you to do that. If you're trying to buy rentals with lease options and subject twos, where you're never coming out of pocket, but being able to create a win-win with sellers, I'm all for it. What you're gonna wanna do is figure out where you're going. Because if all you're doing is lease options and subject twos, maybe you don't even need to be networking with other people, right? You might not even need to be meeting anybody except the people that you're buying your deals from if you're going into multifamily, you have to understand that ahead of time and you need to plan accordingly. I call this reverse engineering. You see everything that you need to do, where you need to go, and you take all the steps that you need to be able to get from point A to point B. And then you only do those steps. Don't waste your time. For instance, if your main goal is multifamily, it would be a huge waste of time to start fixing and flipping houses. If your end goal was syndications, you're gonna want to start meeting people that could be investors. So you might start a group, a community of people that are wanting to invest in things like multifamily. If you're wanting to go and do lease options and subject twos, I believe your main focus is to learn how to market and advertise and knock doors and cold call and be able to have your scripts down, and be able to understand how to help that homeowner, okay? So whatever it is, begin with the end in mind. Number four, network with a 10-year horizon, okay? Network with a 10-year picture. Not necessarily networking for today or tomorrow. So when you go and shake hands with people, you're going to focus, or I believe that you should focus, uh, where you plan to be. So you've already reverse engineered. You've already began with the end in mind. Now, when you're networking, you're, netro- excuse me, you're networking with the proper people that are going to help you to propel you into the position where you want to be. Okay? So network with a 10 year picture. Sometimes you might shake hands with somebody and you know that you can't do anything now, but if they're going to benefit you within the next 10 years, you want to find a way to start to build a relationship with them. I was recently listening to a interview with Matt Rodak from Fund That Flip. Matt Rodak was talking about how he originally met Joe Fairless. Neither of them had done a deal, but both of them said to themselves, this is the type of person that I want to work with. Nowadays, Matt Rodak has one of the biggest funding companies in the country, and Joe Fairless has one of the biggest department investing portfolio now they're working with each other. They have not yet done business with each other, but Matt Rodak advertised on Joe Joe Fairless's podcast, which he's basically leveraging Joe's network so that they can grow together. This is part of, you know, just network with a 10-year picture, not necessarily for today or tomorrow. All right, number five, I would put your photo on your business card. You gotta have some tricky ways to have them remember you. Easiest way is just to have a photo on the business card. Think about your pitch when you're talking to them also, but it's easy enough to have your photo there. Now they're going to remember who they were talking about. Number six, if you have time to go to other people's networking events, you should run your own. If you have time to go to other people's networking events, you should literally just be running your own events. Okay? And that comes to the book and I've got, a, I've got a book on networking. I've got a book on starting your own meetup group and it's only 1997. Again, you can buy it, but if you leave us a five-star rating, I'll give it to you for free. Either way, I believe that you should start your own networking groups so that you can grow your network faster. There's no reason if you have time to go to three or four of these every single month, you should just have your own. Number seven, tell everybody what you're doing. This does count with the grocery store, your server, your waitress, your server at the restaurants. It counts for your friends and all of your family. Let them know what you're doing. Another couple out of box ways is social media and maybe advertisements on your car. You can start off cheesy, you can start off cheap, And get little magnets for your car that says, I buy houses or I buy apartments, whatever the case is, or I solve problems for homeowners. And um, definitely on social media, get your niche. Now that you've already got your niche from number two, now you're on social media, you should be posting literally just about every single day in at least one social media platform. There's LinkedIn, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, you name it. There's a lot of different places where you can be going. I would just be letting your friends, your family, your followers, and everybody else that you know at the grocery store, at your restaurants, and as you're driving down the street, exactly what it is you're doing. Sometimes the best referrals you're going to get is from those people that you already have a relationship with and they see that you're advertising. Something will click. They're going to want to help you out. They are going to remember somebody else that needs a hand, You know, maybe getting out of a situation for from foreclosure or whatever it is. This is gonna be huge. Tell everybody what you're doing. Number eight is to go deep before you go wide. Focus on drilling down very, very deep into one niche, into one city before you just start to cast a wide net. Obviously, a lot of that goes just with niching down. And number nine. Number nine is don't quit your day job. Yes, I know that was number one and number nine. But it is very important to me that you know that I'm not telling you to just leave your job, to just leave your income and put yourself into a sticky situation. What I'm really hoping is that unless you have this burning desire that makes you do it and you're not blaming it on Adam Adams. I believe that you should make sure that you're being safe, secure, and holding on to that next vine before you let go of the first one. Does that make sense? Like a monkey swinging from the trees. Don't let go of that vine until you have good hold of your next vine. This brings us to our next question. How do I get started if I'm only 24? Or how do I get started if I'm only 16? How do I, any, any age, it doesn't matter. And my main answer to this is age only matters to you. Here's the real dang truth, guys. Age is only mattering to you. If you're 18 years old, if you're 20, 26, and you're thinking to yourself, nobody's going to take me seriously, my answer to you is nobody cares how old you are. There's people that are doing this business that are 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. If you're 24 and you're asking me, how do I get started if I'm only 24? That goes to your mentality, your mindset, your belief system. You think you're too young and that's going to portray to other people. You're not too young. Anybody can do this business. Honestly, I'm not just saying that anybody can do this business. Nobody else cares how old you are. In fact, at worst, at the only way that somebody's even going to judge you for being young is that you're going to be moving and shaking and doing some big things. And you know what they're going to say is, man, I wish I would have gotten started when I was 18. Man, I wish I would have gotten started when I was in my 20s. If you're moving and shaking, people are going to be impressed with you regardless of what age you are. And they're never going to be judging you based on. You're too young. You're not old enough. People don't care. Just do your thing and you'll have success. All right, so how many years do you need to be in single family before you can graduate into multifamily? Well, I kind of answered this a little bit before, all right? So when we were talking about beginning with the end in mind, honestly, single family does not help you with multifamily. One or two people might be able to try to argue with that. Oh, I learned this with single. I'm glad I did a couple small houses so I could make the mistakes on small things. Okay, that's, that's fine. You guys have your argument, but I still will disagree with you respectfully that there are a lot of ways for you to get into multifamily without ever doing single family, just like Brad Sumrock did, just like Sarah May did, just like I did. You know, my first... Real, well, my first real estate deal was land. I bought it for $100. I sold it for 12000 But my second real estate deal was a multifamily. I never, ever tried to learn how to do single family before I got into multifamily. The piece of land, it kind of just fell on my lap. But the first time I had ever dealt with a foundation that I had ever felt with a, a doorknob was a multifamily property. There is no rule that we somehow have to graduate before I can go into multifamily. And that's just not true. I'm not trying to make everybody, you know, do one or the other. I'm here to say there's a lot of strategies and tips to be able to get real estate done and to be able to help people out of situations. I am here for that. But if you want to do single family, I want you to do single family. But if your end goal is multifamily, honestly, the truth is, I'm going to tell you to cut out the single family. It's not helping you at all. You know, um, what's his name came onto the podcast, uh, Michael Blanc. And one of the things that he said is, you know, he had done three dozen fix and flips. And then he, you know, after over three years of doing fix and flips, almost one every single month, which is actually pretty good numbers, right? Right. Now he comes up and says, hey, I want to qualify for this multifamily deal. And they're like, okay, well, what multifamily have you done? And he goes, well, none, but look at all the single family houses that I flipped, right? If you've done 300 flips, or even if you have 300 doors, but all single family, it's not going to help you qualify for one fiveplex. I'm just going to be completely honest with you there's none of the single family stuff helps you with multifamily. That's the real truth. Um, Even if people try to argue that the real truth, single family doesn't help you with multifamily. So if you want to get into multifamily, just do it now. And I will say one thing about that is that some people say, you know, I will do multifamily. I'm going to do multifamily. I'm going to start in like three to five years. Or some people might say, I'll start in five to 10 years. I want to have more money. I want to have more credit. But instead of saying to yourself, I can't or I'm going to wait or you know whatever your excuse is I'm only 24 say how can I I'm 24 how can I I don't have experience how can I I've never done a multifamily how can I just move right into it because you'll probably be totally retired from 1 to 2 years of multifamily right you'll just probably most likely be retired after you do your first your first deal 1 to 2 years later you'll be completely out of the rat race. So if that is your end goal and you're beginning with your end in mind, just move right into it. So thank you so much for coming and listening to the podcast. If you guys have any more questions than this, just email me your questions at adam at realbluespruce.com. I'll leave that in the show notes, adam at realbluespruce.com. And I'll make sure to answer your questions as quickly as possible. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, my friends, think outside the box. Hey, it's DJ. And I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. We're glad you keep listening to each episode. And I want to ask you to please take a minute to give us a five-star review. And remember, we are not attorneys or CPAs. This is just the stuff you bring to your advisors.